Good morning and welcome to Life 101 with me, your host, Jay Jones Sr. How's everybody doing? I'm coming to you a day late because just like the rest of America, I took Labor Day off. How's everybody doing? And I want you to know that anytime you have questions, comments, or criticisms, you can reach me on my Facebook page entitled Mr. J. Look for the red 1970 Cadillac Coupe de Ville convertible. You'll see it and you'll also see a photo of me. Feel free to let me know what you're thinking and what you're feeling. With that being said, let's get on into it. You know, the other day, oh, and by the way, I want to tell you guys, the, the the words and expressions that you hear on this podcast are my opinions and my thoughts and my thoughts alone. Uh, so anytime you, like I said, you have comments or criticisms, hit me up. I'm more than willing to discuss them with you or whatever else. But once again, the thoughts you hear from this program are my thoughts and my thoughts alone. Uh, I've used these to get through 57 years of life, and hopefully it'll help someone else do the same. And without further ado, let's get on with Life 101, the roadmap to your walk up the road of life. You know, uh, the other day, while I was sitting at the board during my shift at the local radio station uh, where I've been hired, I couldn't help but smiling. And I was smiling because 39 years after doing my first radio show when I was in college, I was actually following my dream and working in radio. Years after getting married, working two jobs, raising children, and becoming a widower, I was just in surviving mode. Then I reconnected with my future wife, Dee. We were watching a commercial about the Ohio Media School. I told her how people would always tell me about my voice when they would interact with me while I was working. She said, let's check it out. We did, and I enrolled. Now, going back to school after over three decades was challenging enough. I was in class with students who were much younger. Some were even half my age. Learning to operate a computer for me was like learning Dutch. <laughs> there were times when I really felt like giving up. But thanks to my my fiance, now wife, D, and my children, Jay the second and Natalia, I persevered. D had such faith in me, and I didn't want my children to feel that when things get tough, you can always quit. Because once you start quitting, you'll continue to quit. And I didn't want my children to develop that attitude. And I say that to say this, people. Your children are always watching. They're watching when you don't think they are. And they're waiting to call you on things when you try to lecture them. And the first thing they're going to tell you is, well, you quit. So why can't I? So once again, people, remember, your children are not only watching what you do. They're listening at what you say. The day of my graduation was surreal. I remember Dee telling me about what my daughter said. She said, Dad looks very happy. Indeed, I was because I finished something that I started. It also showed my children that you're never too old to chase your dreams. 
had I given up just because it was a little hard, I would have missed out on an opportunity. And I mean, I would have missed out on living my dream. I would have missed out on meeting all the great people that I met at school, friendships that I hope will last. What I'm trying to say to you is never stop evolving. Never stop pushing yourself to try to get to your next level. By not doing so, you set yourself up for regrets. Life is short. You only get one. Live it to the fullest and never take an opportunity to grow for granted. At the end of the day, at least be able to say, I gave it a try. And don't forget, people, you got to say goodbye to the people that don't want you to fly. Remember, say goodbye to the people that don't want you to fly. Because at the end of the day, you're either talking about it or you're being about it. And you'd rather be known for being about it. Because you know what, folks? Anybody can talk. Anybody can talk. And like the old saying goes, talk is cheap, 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 cheap. For real, for real. On a somber note, we have lost over 190,000 people due to the COVID-19 virus. Now, we've got to do our part, people, to stem that tide. We've got to wear our mask in public. We've got to practice social distancing. We've got to wash our hands. And we have to avoid large gatherings. I know it seems like a bit of an inconvenience, but like you've heard me say on more than one occasion, six feet apart is a whole heck of a lot better than being buried six feet under. We've got to do what we've got to do to stem this tide. We have to listen to the scientists, people that are paid and trained to deal with these type of things. Wear your mask, wash your hands, practice social distancing, and limit where you go. There's a reason for everything that happens in this world, people, and we got to get it together. We got to stem this tide. And if the funny thing is, we're the most industrialized nation in the world, but we have the highest death rate and our curve isn't flattening because we're not doing what we need to do. Yeah, it's an inconvenience. You, may, you, you probably can't hang out like you used to. But that's when you learn to adapt. Find other things to do to, to, to take up your time until we can get this situation under control, people. Seriously, it's, you know, it's really not hard wearing your mask. It's really not hard washing your hands for 30 seconds, making sure you've got hot water and soap. It's really not hard practicing social distancing. It's not hard limiting where you go. It's about doing what you have to do to survive, people. I read somewhere a long time ago, a winner does what they have to do. A loser does what they want to do. Which one do you want to be? So look again, people. Wear your mask. Wash your hands, practice social distancing, limit the places you go. We're a very smart country. Eventually, we'll come up with a vaccine to do away with these things. But, at the, but in the meantime, 
Let's do what we can to stem this tide. Let's practice social distancing. Let's wear our mask. Let's wash our hands with soap and water. And let's limit where we go. It's a minor inconvenience, people, but at the end of the day, it just might save your life or save someone else's life. We want to keep, we don't want this number to keep growing. 190,000 people, that's a lot of folks. And to the families of those 190,000 people that have been left behind, you're in my prayers. And may God be with you during your time of bereavement. May God give you a sense of peace and a sense of will to want to go on. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're going to need to make all this right. We're going to need some, we're going to need a lot of help from God, but people, we have to do our part. And I cannot stress to you enough. Follow the guidelines, wash your hands, wear your mask, practice social distancing, limit the places you go. Death is permanent. Practicing social distancing, wearing your mask, limiting where you go, washing your hands. Those things are temporary. But we got to do the temporary so we can avoid the permanent. Come on, y'all. This I know it sounds like a broken record, but that's my intention. That's what I wanted to do because I wanted to sink in. Folks, you got to get it. Now, along with the, the continuing protests for Black Lives Matter, I'm all down for that. And I think it's a wonderful thing to see people of all races, of all faces, of all creeds and colors. It's nice to see that we're bonding for a common goal. But listen here, my brothers and sisters of color, we don't help our situation by killing one another. I can't stress that enough. We don't help our situation, brothers and sisters of color, by killing one another. Black Lives Matter has to matter to us first. Because like you constantly hear me say, if we stop killing each other, maybe America will join in and stop as well. We can't have peace among we can't have peace in this world until we have peace amongst ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And here is one of my tickets to doing away with violence and, and, and treachery in inner cities. Make jobs more plentiful. Seriously. Because believe it or not, if you've got a job paying you a nice wage and you've got benefits and you can be happy at home, you ain't going to be out in these streets doing all this stupid stuff. So I hope you're paying attention, Washington. Invest money in these inner cities. Give these young people an outlet other than drugs and alcohol. And maybe we can do we can do away with a lot of these shootings. And my brothers and sisters, walk away. You see some trouble about to brew up, walk away. You ain't soft because you walk away from some BS, people. 
live to fight another day because nine times out of 10, the stuff you beefing about is stupid stuff. If I wasn't on this radio, I'd give you a, excuse me, this podcast, I'd give you a much more colorful euphemism. But walk away from dumb stuff, y'all. Nine times out of 10, a lot of this stuff that's going down in the streets is simply because nobody wants to walk away. Everybody wants to look hard. Well, you've heard my definition of hard, people. Hard is when you've paid your rent or your mortgage. Hard is when you've paid your car payment and you've gone to the grocery store and filled your refrigerator and your cabinets. Hard is when you didn't pay your bills so you can live. You know what I'm saying? Hard is when you've taken care of your significant other and your children. Walking around with a pistol in your belt and looking like you got to go to the bathroom and can't find one. That's not hard. That's foolish. Because the real bad brothers don't advertise and they don't walk around strapped either. So once again, brothers and sisters of color, black lives is not going to matter until it matters to one another. Let's stop killing each other, y'all. Because we doing the dirty work of the Klan and all these white supremacists out here. Do you know they hollowing? How can they talk about Black Lives Matter and they steady killing each other? And that's the truth. That's the truth. Folks, if we want to be taken seriously, we have to take one another seriously. And you know, the, 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 the thing is, as a people, we generally want to be nice to each other. It's just that small percentage of knuckleheads that's making our job hard. You know what I'm saying? It's that small percentage of knuckleheads that's making our life hard. But like Doc Rivers said, I'm sure no other race of people has to instruct their children, instruct their significant others of how to behave if they have to have a run in with the police. But people, seriously, avoid that too. do what you're supposed to do. I had a coach in high school that used to always say, do the right things. Do the right things, people. And But sometimes we get caught on a humble. And you know what? That means being in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what I'm saying? Listen, stay home. Do what you need to do. But when you're out in them streets, Go out in them streets with the with with the conviction that God willing, I'm going back home and you 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 can make it back home by avoiding all this nonsense and dumb stuff. Because we're not getting no help from Washington at all. You know what I'm saying? And brothers and sisters, there's one thing that is painfully obvious to me. If we're expecting empathy from Washington, D.C., Forget it, because there are over 190,000 deaths due to the COVID-19. There have been numerous deaths of unarmed black men and women by police officers. But what if we heard from our president? That's it. Absolutely nothing. 
He refuses to take responsibility for anything. He loves to boast that he's done more for people of color than any other president, with the exception of Abraham Lincoln. But I find that hard to believe on the real tip. If that's the case, then why has he been silent on police shootings? Oh, he's quick to defend, you know, a 17 year old protester who traveled across state lines with his mother with an AR-15 and the police just kind of blew the young man off. Oh, he's quick to, to back those people up. But he, he doesn't try to get to the bottom of the he, you All you ever hear him pay is lip service. He never tries to get to the bottom of any of these situations. And here's my opinion why. It's very simple, people. He doesn't care. He thinks we're second-class citizens. He, his idea of a great America was when our voices were unheard and bigots and cowards just like him could thrive. We as a people can make America great again by doing one of two things, actually both of them. One A is bring God back into our lives. And one B, stop the senseless black on black crimes. America is not going to think we matter as long as we're bringing harm to ourselves. And that's real people. Number two, Vote and vote as if your life depended on it, because at the end of the day, it does. We got to rid ourselves of races in office and the people who enable them. Number three, let's learn to love one another and embrace our differences. After all, we're more alike than we are different. And number four, fathers. Man up, be there for your children, help raise your children. Stop giving our young children the wrong role models to emulate. Take an active role in your children's life. Stress the importance of education. Demand excellence from your children. You know, my late father was an alcoholic. He was the smartest man I ever knew. But the one thing when my mother had enough of it and she left, the one thing she demanded from us was excellence. You know, I'm from that era when you did not want to bring a bad report card home. You did not want a call from your teacher coming to your house. She demanded excellence. And you know what? When you're giving excellence to your children, you can demand it. With my two children, I always told them this one statement. How deep I go in my pocket depends on how well you're doing in school. School is your job. And if you're not doing well in school, then that means you're not doing your job. And I have to work hard for this money that's in my pocket. So if you're not working hard, then why should I work hard for you? And that's just the real. And number five, brothers and sisters, please remember this. Our children are watching us. How we behave now is going to impact their later. And that's just real, y'all. 
The beautiful thing I do see about the protests is the fact that most of us are united in this quest to do away with systematic racism. Once it's wiped out, what are the people who condone it going to do? <laughs> Remember this, y'all. This land, America, belongs to all of us. No one race of people is better than the other. I say that again. No one race of people is better than the other. Because truth of the matter is, we all came from immigrants. Whether coming over here willfully or coming here forcefully, we are all one people when you come over here to America. And don't you forget it. And there's one thing that I find very, very appalling. And that is the deafening silence of the religious right. You know, people like uh, Franklin Graham and Falwell Jr. You know, I, I find it appalling that, you know, the killing of unarmed black people and shooting in the people in the back is wrong. But you don't hear nothing about it. Oh, excuse me, y'all. I got all off track. I didn't got all fired up. But what I meant to say is not only have they turned a blind eye to your president and all his moral failings, but why are they so quiet about Charlottesville and the white supremacist rally where your president characterized them as very fine people? You can hear a pin drop from all the noise they've made about police br brutality. I go so far to say that if policemen were killing animals, dogs, with the frequency that they're killing men and women of color, I'd bet they'll be they'd be outraged. And far as uh, Attorney General Bill Barr on TV, the conciliary, oh well, you know what I mean, the, the lawyer for Don Don Donald Trump, stating that it, it's very rare that uh, police do kill people of color. That is a load of crap. That is a load of crap. But getting back to my point about your religious rights, it's funny. They're, they're always outraged uh, about pro-life and abortion. But what about life that's here now? Doesn't that matter? You know what I'm saying? We sure stick our nose in a woman's private business, which really isn't none of our business. Because personally, I have no right to tell a woman what to do with her body, nor does anybody else. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and truth of the matter, like I said earlier, killing unarmed people and shooting them in the back is wrong, no matter how you look at it. So, my brothers and sisters of all races, faces, and creeds, keep on loving one another and keep on protesting. Because remember, y'all, united we stand, divided we fall, and only love can conquer hate. And that's real. That's real. And speaking about your president, I must stress this and I must stress this as hard as I can. Your voice needs to be heard on November 3rd. Your voice needs to be heard on November 3rd. Do not take this for this election for granted. 
Do not take it that it's a lock because they're saying Joe Biden is so ahead in the polls. Get up off your duff on November 3rd and let your voice be heard. You know, we want to make sure that there is no question about this victory. Everybody and your mama get up and go vote. Go vote. We want to make sure that there is no, no margin of error. And everybody get up and vote regardless of whether you mail in your ballot or do it in person. Go vote. Let this be a resounding victory. And firing President Trump and Vice President Pence is only the beginning. We've got to get those invertebrate senators and congressmen out of office who can turn the blind eye and who can who can act if they've seen nothing. This president has told whopper after whopper after whopper, and he is still being supported. He went so far as to insult the people who paid the ultimate sacrifice for this country by calling them losers and suckers. I'm sorry, but somebody who paid their way out of Vietnam and who golfs on a regular but claim to have had bone spurs. Come on, people. We don't need that kind of person running this country. As an ex-military man myself, I think it is lame. I think it is foul that the commander-in-chief, a man who got his way out of a war, should sit there and wonder what's in it for them. You know what's in it for the people that gave their lives for this country? The very freedoms that you have right now. The very freedoms that you have right now. And boy, I'm sure that just really did morale good for the servicemen and women who are in the, on the front lines in Afghanistan and everywhere else to hear that your commander-in-chief thinks you're a loser. Well, let's listen up, people. On November 3rd, let's make him a loser. You hear me? Let's get out and vote in droves. Because after all, he has still yet to say anything to President Putin about the bounties on the heads of our brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, aunts and uncles that are putting themselves in harm's way for the freedoms that we take for granted. Come on, y'all. It's time to wake up and smell the coffee. Let your voice be heard on November 3rd. We got to vote. We've got to vote them out from top to bottom because they think that they that we work for them. It's the other way around. The preamble to the Constitution starts this way. We, the people of the United States, not some of the people of the United States, not just the people that President Trump thinks matters. It states we, the people of the United States. So we as people, we've got to let our voice be heard on November 3rd and let these folks know that if you don't want to do the job that we sent you to Washington for, we'll find somebody else to do it. Seriously. If 
You don't want to do it, somebody else will. People, we have got to let our voices be heard on November 3rd. I cannot stress that enough. Get up, get out, and vote. Get up, get out, and vote. Because like I always say, if you don't vote, you don't count. And if you don't vote, then why the H-E double hockey sticks are you complaining? Because when you had a chance to do something, when you had a chance to let your voice be heard, you didn't. So at the end of the day, people, vote. Let your voice be heard. I cannot stress that enough. Once again, I want to thank each and every one of you who has taken the time to listen to me today. Like I always tell you, what you hear on this podcast are my opinions. What you also hear is things that have been laboratory tested. I will not talk about something unless I've actually lived it or I've spoken with someone that has. I don't like to talk just to hear myself talk. But at the end of the day, thank you one and all for allowing me to fulfill my dream. And thank you one and all for being part of that dream. As always, a shout out to my lovely wife, Miss D. Williams, my inspiration, my side, my side, because you come from my rib and you have been there for me and it's your love and it's your wisdom that helps keep this program going. To my two children, Jay II and Natalia Desiree, always remember, you're never too old to fulfill your dream. Daddy is living his dream, and it's a wonderful thing. I love you, love you, love you. And to the coolest mother-in-law, Mrs. Rebecca Hogue, thank you for your love, thank you for your support, and above everything else, thank you for your wonderful daughter. Much love to you, mother-in-law. And as always, shout out to my pastor, Bishop Eric Kincaid Clark, and his first lady, Pastor Lenore Marie Clark of the Body of Christ Assembly. Shout out to Bishop Jack Spencer, Pastor Emeritus, and his wife, Missionary Rachel Spencer of the Pilgrim Temple Church. Shout out to Elder Daniel Spencer and First Lady Jazz Lene Spencer. Keep on rocking like you're doing. You're doing the family business proud. Much love goes out to Reverend Rena Baker. Because after all, Reverend Rena, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have my wife D right about now. Thank you for your counseling. Thank you for your patience. And to Pastor Gloria Cheney of the Church of the Master, the sister that loves to tell a dying world about a living God. Much love to you too, Pastor Cheney. And to each and one, every one of you that's out here listening, thank you so much because this program would be nothing without your ears. Serious business. And please hit me on my Mr. J Facebook page. Like I said, look for the red 1970 Cadillac Coupe DeVille convertible. When you see it, you'll also see a picture of me 
And please, I welcome your love. I welcome your comments. I welcome your criticism. But just let me know you're listening. And to everybody out there on Spotify and Captivate, thank you so much for giving me a platform. Until next week, not only much love, but one love. And remember, it's we the people. Don't you ever forget that. And remember, say goodbye to the people that don't want you to fly. And, and finally, there are only two types of people in this world. The ones that talk about it and the ones that be about it. And I hope you in the category like me, the ones that be about it. Until next week, much love to you one and all. Peace.